This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. There's no better place to be than a place where you await to hear the Word of God. And I believe that God has something special for you and God has something special to cause your life to escape that which the enemy has set against it. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your favor that always finds us. Thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. We are grateful that there's no God compared to you. You are the true God. And there is we come with our heart prepared to receive your word. By your spirit, let your will be done in this gathering. By your spirit, let each person's need be met. By the power of your spirit, May each person be strengthened physically and spiritually. Let this, the preaching of your word, bring healing, bring deliverance, bring light, and bring help to the needy. We thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we look up to you as we surrender the voice, the thoughts, and everything to you. Let your voice be heard. That which the Lord has spoken to us, cause us to hear it and hear it well. We pray against any destructive force or anything that will cause our minds to wonder at the time we need to hear your word. By your presence and by angelic presence in every home, we drive out every demonic interference and opposition to your word. And we ask that Lord, by your spirit, let each person here be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Great. Now, what I want us to pray about, I want us to pray just for some few minutes. And what I want us to pray about is that we will believe God. And not only believe God, but believe Jesus. And therefore, walk in all the things that he said we should do. Some of the things are directions as to what we shouldn't do. But there are many things that actually are instructions as to what we must do. And we most of the time focus on what we shouldn't do and we neglect what we should do. So I want us to pray that we will believe Jesus and do what he says we should do. John chapter 3, verse 26. John chapter 3, verse 26. The Bible says, 
I want James. The Bible says, and the disciples, and they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan. In other words, the guy who came to church, when you baptized him and spoke a few things about him, Behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. So the John the Baptist disciples were concerned. And they came to John and they said, the guy who came to church, that he spoke well of. Now he has started a church and everybody is baptizing. He's, everybody is going to him. So John answered and explained to them that, a man can receive nothing except it be given to him from heaven. It says a man can receive nothing except it be given to him from heaven. You yourself bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. In other words, his increase is not, you see, John didn't say that I must decrease so he can increase. No, the increase of Jesus is not dependent on John's decrease. John just says, he must increase, I must decrease. So don't worry about everybody going to him. That's what is, that's what must happen. I'm sure John John really was in the spirit because today's pastors, instead of admitting what must be there, we will start saying many things. God be our helper. It says, he that cometh from above is above all, and he that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all and what he has seen and heard that he testified and no receiving his testimony the reason why we are praying this is that we want verse 2 not to be true in our lives the last part we are praying that we will receive the testimony of jesus we will receive the testimony of Jesus. And you see, don't think that you receive it because you have heard it. Many people hear things, many people hear good counsel, but they always reject it. So we want to pray that we will receive 
the testimony, what Jesus testifies about heaven, about this life, about how to live it, about how to advance in this life. We want to receive that testimony and it must be seen in our lives. So let us pray. Let us pray. Lift up your voice and pray that you will receive the testimonies of Jesus. The testimony that not, not somebody testifying that Jesus is the son of God. No, but Jesus testifying, you receive the testimonies of Jesus about heaven and about how to vi have victory in this life. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let your voice be heard. Oh, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that Lord, help me. Help me to receive the testimony. Let the testimony of Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord, help me to receive the testimony of Jesus, to receive the words of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Oh, Lord, I pray that, Lord, help me, help us, Lord, to receive the testimony of Jesus, to believe the words of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Oh, Lord, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to receive the testimony of Jesus, to receive the words of Jesus, to believe in the words of Jesus. Oh, Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, to receive his testimony, to receive his victory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Oh Lord, I pray. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help our unbelief, Lord. Help us to believe. To believe the things that Jesus says and to do them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Help us, Lord. Help us to believe. To believe in the words of Jesus. To believe in his testimonies. To believe in his victories. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Oh Lord, we pray, Lord. We pray that help us help our unbelief help us lord to believe Jesus words. Oh Lord, we pray Lord, let Jesus increase. Let the words of Jesus increase in our lives. Let him increase in our lives. And let us believe in his words. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Oh Lord, we pray, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to believe in the words of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Oh, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We believe in the testimonies of Jesus. To believe in the testimonies of Jesus. Oh Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. Help us to believe in the victories of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Oh Lakasi Kalaba. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us. Oh Lord, help us to believe in the words of Jesus. To believe in the testimonies of Jesus. To believe in the victories of Jesus. Oh Lord, we pray, Lord, let the words of Jesus increase in our lives. Let it increase in our lives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Oh, let us Jesus, grace to believe in the words of Jesus, grace to believe in the words of Jesus. Oh Lord, help us. 
Help us, O oh Lord. Help us, O oh Lord. Help us to believe in the words of Jesus, in the testimonies of Jesus. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Help us to believe in the words of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to take Jesus' words as they are. Oh, Lord, help us, Lord, to believe in what we hear about Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us to believe in his testimonies, in his victories. Oh, Lord, help us to believe in his works. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Oh, leke sikala baba ba mere bebe 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 meke le bebe 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 bebe. Oh Lord, help us, help us, Lord, help us to believe, help our unbelief, Lord, help our unbelief. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Oh le bebe 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 bebe. Shakali baba baba basiyanda, ma shakali baba. Father, we thank you, we bless you, and we give you praise. Thank you that we are believers of our Savior, Jesus. As he said to his disciples, you believe in God, believe in me also. Jesus, we believe in you, and therefore we take heed to every testimony that you give to us about this life and concerning heaven, and every directive and every instruction you give us. It is our utmost desire and sincere wish to do that which you have spoken by the spirit of the living god holy spirit strengthen us to do what we ought to do to walk where we ought to walk and to believe and to live out the truth that we must live out because jesus said it thank you father in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah I'm preaching and I've been preaching about, is my sound loud enough? Am I audible? Yes, it is. Okay. 
Okay. If I'm loud enough, that's fine because I don't want to shout too much. So I've tried to be close to the device as possible. Now, I have been sharing with us about an important truth that I want us to get into our spirit and to get into our heart. And that truth is that, you see, if you say you believe in Jesus and you have received him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to believe and to understand that forgiveness of sins is one of the is, 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 is the least of the provisions that comes by faith in Jesus. The forgiveness of sins is the least of the provisions that comes by faith in Jesus. It is easier for your sins to be forgiven. It's not, it's not, God does not want to hold a grudge against you. And holding a grudge against you does not profit him in any way. What is more important to him is you becoming what he has created you and what he has given you life to be. Never believe that God and therefore faith in Jesus is against your joy and interest in this world. Never believe it. And so I want us to fight to make sure that everything that is meant for us, that comes through faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and our receiving of Him such, everything that comes or everything that there is, our lives would experience it. You see, in in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the Bible says that Jesus read a portion of prophecy that was about him when he went to the synagogue and asked for a Bible. And he opened the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now, you see, Jesus here, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And the Bible says, and he closed the book and gave it to them again and sat down. And all eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fasting on him. And he began to say to this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, you have read the scripture, but today as I'm standing here with you, I'm sitting here with you, this scripture is fulfilled. Now, what I want to ask us is, looking at the job description or the 
purpose for which Christ came, as he outlined that the scripture that you have read, the prophecy of the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he said, this day is a scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now, I want to ask you a question to think about it. Which of the things that Jesus was to do by the anointing brings sorrow to the recipient of it? I'm asking you a question. Which of the things that Jesus has listed here is intended to, to bring sorrow, is intended to rob the people of peace, is intended to rob the people of, I mean, comfort, happiness. Is it the good news of the gospel? Is it the healing the brokenhearted? Is it the preaching to deliver captives? Look, all these things, is it the recovery of sight to the blind? All these things, you can see that in each of them, when it occurs in a life, it brings excitement, it brings jubilation, it brings happiness, it will bring joy unspeakable. Hallelujah. So let us never believe any lie of the enemy that tries to make us think that the ways and the things that Jesus has said is going to rob us of our comfort, is going to rob us of our, our ideals and our whatever. I don't know even your what. Hallelujah. So, so listen, listen to me. I want you to believe that Jesus is truly the answer for our lives. Jesus is truly the blessing of God for our lives. And Jesus' instructions or testimonies are true. And they lead you to a place that is better than where you are when you, when you follow them and you, you implement them in your life. Amen. So as we progress, I am praying that we will be true believers of Jesus Christ. And we will not allow the enemy to deceive us and to make us think the opposite of all that Jesus came to do for us. And you see, like I said, reflect deeply. If you don't even have to worry about the, the Greek, the Latin, whatever, of the Greek in this case, of the Bible, of the scriptures. All that he said is that, this is what I have come to do. Today, you are, you are seeing the fulfillment of the scripture. Of the things that he was to do, you realize that each of them brings the highest level of joy to the people who would experience it. Hallelujah. So we must be believers of Jesus. Now, this Jesus tells us that fruit-bearing, a fruit-bearing Christian brings glory to God. John chapter 15. John 
John chapter 15. Verse 8. Can you give us another simpler version? It says, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Don't take yourself away. Tell we, we are not the disciples of Jesus. You are. You are. You are. You have just refused to be what you are. I said you have just refused to be what you are, but you are. I wanted the verse in another version. You don't have another version. Hearing in this, in this is my father glorified. In what? In your bearing much fruit. So you see, Jesus is explaining to us what brings glory to God. And he says that it is when we bear much fruit. You get it? Now, you will never think of bearing fruit or engage yourself in the steps that leads you to bear much fruit if your mind is only on forgiveness of sins if your mind is only on the forgiveness of your sins your life will never become all that it could have become through your relationship with jesus and you see our relationship with jesus is to do no other thing better than to, to bear fruit. Now, in Romans chapter 7, I want you to read something important. And I'm, I'm explaining all this to you because, because many preachers and many pastors have looked at your needs. You see, like, as of now, I can see some young people on the screen in in uh, in somewhere on, on our screen here and as you look at them you realize that what they want to hear is how they are going to be great people life is going to change for them and all those things you get it i can see that as as you look at them it's like this is what they would like to hear or this is this would be a good message to them but I can promise you that telling you what will sound nice to you will not make you become those things. Do you get it? Telling you what will sound nice to you will not make you become those things. There are steps and there are ways to becoming what is nice. You see, so that always preaching about how God is going to lift you. It's not going to lead to you being lifted up. But preaching about believing and walking in the steps that lift you up. As you begin to walk in them, you'll be lifted up, even if you don't want to. 
even if you don't want to, you'll be lifted up. Hallelujah. So in Romans chapter 7, please, whoever is doing the scriptures must do the scriptures well to help me to preach. I don't know who is doing the scriptures. In Romans chapter 7, Paul writing explains something about what is expected of us. He says, I read from verse 1. I read from verse 1. Romans chapter 7, verse 1. And I'm saying all these things to help you to see that in the Bible, we are expected to be fruitful Christians. I mean, Jesus didn't come for only our sins. Jesus did not come for only our sins. Jesus came for more than our sins. The evidence is there. He says, know ye not, brethren. Know ye not, brethren. For I speak to them that know the law. How that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. In other words, the law, you see, like the law works against you. Or the law controls you and dictates what you can do and what you cannot do as long as you are alive. And then he likens the same, whatever he's trying to explain, the law and us, or the law and the human being. And this law, he was talking about the, the Old Testament, the instructions God gave to them. But he's comparing it to, he says that, for the woman which has an husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he liveth. In other words, according to the law, so he, he now speaks about trying to give an example that they can relate with. They say, for the woman which has a husband is bound by the law to the husband as long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. In other words, if the husband does not exist anymore, then that binding, that thing that will keep her bound to the husband no longer can work. So you go and say, so then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she's free from that law, so that she's no adulteress, though she be married to another man. In other words, in other words, the same thing that when you do, you'll be labeled as adulteress. When you do the same thing, when the husband is dead, you are not, you are not, it's, it's, it's the same thing, but this time you are not an adulteress. It says, wherefore, brethren, wherefore, my brethren, ye also 
are become dead to the law by the body of Christ that ye should be married to another even him who is raised from the dead that we should bring forth fruit unto God so here he's explaining that our identification with Christ and his death means that we who were under bondage and are held by the law because of our identification with Christ and Christ's death on the cross, we also died. Therefore, now that Christ is resurrected or has been raised from the dead, now we have the right or now we are married to him. And in this marriage to Christ, you see, so we keep on saying Christ is the groom, the church is the bride. So this marriage to Christ, the Bible says God is expecting us to bring forth fruit unto him. He says that you should be married unto another. Please, can I have the New Living Translation? Who, who is doing the screen? So, so verse 4 in the New Living Translation, so my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. This is the point. You die to the power of the law when you died with Christ. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now, you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. Do you get it? As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. Hallelujah. So listen. I want us to understand this, that there is an expectation of us. If we say we are married to Christ, there is an expectation of us. And we cannot allow the enemy to deceive us, to think that because we didn't have to pay for the price of our sins, there's no expectation for our lives. And go on living as if we are not married to Christ. We cannot. We are being expected by God to produce fruit. One of the commonest problems that we have in our African setting is to be married to a man or to be married as a couple and not have children. 
You see, listen, you are not even asked whether in your decision to marry, having children was part of it. Nobody asks you. Your own parents, they don't ask you whether in your decision to marry a person, having children was one of the items. They expect you to have children. They expect you to have children. As if to say that the marriage, the only thing the marriage is for is for children. Because that is what it is. That is that's what the Lord said: be fruitful and multiply. When God brought Adam, sorry, God brought Eve to Adam. God never told Adam to be fruitful and multiply when he was alone. But as soon as he brought Eve, he said, be fruitful and multiply. So it is expected if we are married to Christ, it is expected of us to bear fruit. Now, listen to me, listen to me. And I'm almost done preaching. The blessing of accepting what Jesus says and walking in it leads you to doing things that are so beneficial to your life here on earth and also to God concerning you. <clears throat> you know, your life becomes precious to God or in the sight of God. And therefore, many things are brought into your life here on earth. And then many good things await you in heaven as well. That's, that's one of the things I'm learning. And that's one of the things I'm observing. That when you make every effort to follow the, the, the instructions of Christ, you discover that, in fact, it is actually the way for what you desire. It's almost like, you know, when we were children, or when I was a child, going to school and studying felt as if I was doing my parents a favor. If that's how it felt. But as I have grown, I've realized that actually doing that thing in obedience, studying, sitting down to study, actually is what I need to do for all the things that I have desired. Many young people think that the instructions given to them are a nuisance and somebody's trying to sit on their happiness. But they discover later that following those instructions is actually that we is, is actually those instructions are the ones that brings you the happiness you are looking for so it's, we are like a people who know what we are looking for and who know what we want but we don't know how to get it and you see what we want is what god wants for us do you get it what we want is what god wants for us you must believe it. God 
doesn't want you to be crying every day. God doesn't want you to be struggling for what to eat. God doesn't want you to be in pain all the days of your life. God doesn't want you to be, to be hurting in any part of your body. That's not what he wants. He did not create you to be bound to pain and hurt and suffering. That is uncalled for. But you see, if we follow his steps, we may experience some difficulties, but those difficulties are temporary compared to the fruits that will come out of your life, our life. So today, today, I want to say to us that when we bear fruit or when we set our hearts to bear fruit, it brings into our lives things that makes us priceless. I said it brings into our lives things that makes us priceless. So let us read 2 Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. And I'll be rounding up. Verse 1. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle, of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So you can see clearly that this writing is a writing not to unbelievers, but to believers. And he says, Verse 2, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through your knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. You see, whatever field you give yourself to seek knowledge in, it always has some yield. You see, as I gave myself to seek knowledge in the field of medicine, it has brought to my life some yield, some changes, some, some, so many other things that I, I cannot even name all of them here. So, you see, what happens is that through your knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, grace and peace will be multiplied unto you. Now, you, unless, unless listen to me. So I'm trying to explain to us how a simple decision by you and me to go beyond happiness and jubilation for the forgiveness of our sins 
and ask what else is there in this salvation package. That decision, I said that decision is going to lead you to things that would bring help and favor and peace into your life. That's what the scripture is saying. It said, may God, can you put the King James? It said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord, of our of Jesus, our Lord. So you see, through the knowledge of them, which will, you see, that, that knowledge of God and, and the knowledge of Jesus Christ will not come to you if you are not intending to accomplish more than just being happy for the forgiveness of your sins. That, that's, one, that's the first thing I want you to notice. That through, through your decision that I must be what God wants me to be, I must be fruitful, is going to lead you on a journey that will bring into your life things that you never thought were included or that, that you never imagined could be part of your life. The third verse. He says, according, that is in proportion, the grace and peace that will come to your life or that will multiply to your life is in proportion as his divine nature has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Again, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So you, 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 listen, you can see clearly that just one simple decision, just one simple decision can lead you on a road that will bring into your life what you never thought of, what you never dreamt of. You know, as I'm speaking now, I'm looking at one simple decision I took when I went to a place. One simple decision I took when I went to a place. You see, I went to a place with a friend of mine and whilst we were seated, this lady comes to sit by us, who actually is a friend of my friend, and comes to talk to us for about five minutes. Now, after just that five minutes interaction, I said to myself, this lady, I want to know her more. I want to know her more. And that decision that I want to know her more led me to this church, Lighthouse Chapel International, led me to have a wife that is so helpful, that is so kind, led me to, to have through the church 
many people that would that have accepted me and that are happy to be associated with me otherwise would have rejected me it's, it's one decision it's one decision that one simple decision brought me into one thing into the other and today today I feel more a South African than a Ghanaian. I, I feel more a South African than a Ghanaian. In fact, I feel more at home when I am in South Africa than I'm in Ghana. One decision, one decision to, to, to take a particular journey. So I see clearly that, you see, if we are to believe Jesus, I said, if we are to believe Jesus and to follow instruction, we will find for our lives far more than we can imagine. We will find for our lives far more than we can ask. And you see, it's going to bring so many great things into our lives that would make us look special to God. Verse 4. Verse Let's read the, the, the NLT. Time is not on my side. I thought I was going to preach for a very short time, but I see I'm preaching. It says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great precious promises these promises of these these are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires do you, do you think the world the, the people of the world who don't believe in Jesus, do you think they believe their desires is the cause of the corruption that is in the world? Anyway, let me leave off those things. Let, let's just preach, stay, stay with the Bible. So these are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Next verse. It says, in view of this, the reason why I'm preaching what I'm preaching is that in view of this, it is upon us to make every effort to respond to God's promises. It says, in view of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. And all that I'm saying to you is that make every effort. 
It's not going to be easy, but make the effort. It's not going to be just a snap of a finger, but make the effort. It says, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control. And self-control with patience and endurance. And patience and endurance with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow, it says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful hallelujah it says the more productive the more productive you will be in the knowledge of a, the king james says you'll be fruitful he said if these things be in you you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go back to the NLT. Let's go back to the NLT. So it says, but those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Verse 10, it says, so dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really, that really, it says, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. To prove. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then, verse 11, then God would give you a grand entrance into the eternal, eternal kingdom of our Lord and Jesus Christ Savior. Hallelujah. So listen, it is upon us. It is upon us. And we can do it because every provision we need to do, what, what is before us is being made available by the gift of the Holy Spirit. Anything else that is not happening is because we don't want it to happen. I said, anything that is not happening is because we don't want it to happen. But I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, that you would desire that all the things that Jesus has said and spoken, you will believe and walk in them. And may you not lack in effort whatever has deceived you be it in whatever direction discouragement disappointment and everything i pray against it and i release you from their hold and set in your heart a strong passion 
that makes you go after God and after implementing the wisdom of Jesus Christ, his testimonies, whatever he has said we should do, our life shall do it because he said it in Jesus' name. His spirit shall abundantly help us. His spirit shall guide us. His spirit shall teach us. His spirit shall strengthen us. And his spirit shall comfort us and cause us to press on and never to give up. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you cannot begin to live the life God has ordained for you without first believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God who was sent to die for our sins. But not only for our sins, but for our total deliverance from the dominion of Satan. That we might live for God. He came and shed his blood. And your believing in him and your receiving him as a son of God would cause you to be forgiven of your sins and be brought home into the kingdom of God and cause you to receive the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, who would enable you to do all that your life is earmarked to do. But first, you have to believe and accept and repent in your heart. You have to believe that you are a sinner. You were born in sin. Whether you believe it or not, it makes no difference. But you were born in sin. You must decide that the sin that I was born in has made me live a life of what I want to do and not believe God. But today, I change that life. I repent and I want to submit myself completely to God and to his instructions and to trust him to lead me in this life. You want to do that? I want us to pray this prayer together. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Say this after me. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I'm grateful that you have brought me to this day. That you have brought me to this day. To hear your word. To hear your word. I have heard your word. I have heard your word. And I surrender my heart to you. And I surrender my heart to you. I accept that I'm a sinner. I accept that I'm a sinner. And I come to you. And I come to you. For the forgiveness of my sins. For the forgiveness of my sins. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in Jesus Christ. As your son. As your son. Who came to die for my sins. Who came to die for my sins. I receive him. I receive him. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. And I declare my belief in his death and resurrection. And, and I declare my belief in his death and resurrection as my Savior. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. For receiving me. 
for receiving me. As your son. As your son. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I confess you. I confess you. As my Lord and Savior. As my as Lord and Savior. Baptize me with the gift of your Holy Spirit. Baptize me with your gift of the Holy Spirit. That I may walk and follow you. That I may walk and follow you. Thank you. Thank you. For receiving me. For receiving me. Amen. 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 Father, I pray for every soul that has given their lives to you. I ask your blessing, your keeping, and your causing them to grow in you. Let them experience a total salvation. And I pray for each one of us that we shall experience a total salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.